0: If you've ever felt like you want to diversify your revenue streams and bring in more passive income, listen up because today we're diving deep into all things, setting up recurring profit without working around the clock. So grab your notebook and let's get started. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows them to spend more time with their toes in the sand than their fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm an email copywriter and business mentor, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. We're talking to Shannon Mattson, CEO of The Social Bungalow and the go-to marketing strategist for female entrepreneurs devoted to making a purpose-driven impact while earning a wildest dreams income. And if you don't know, Shannon, she said peace out to a 10-year corporate marketing career where she assisted in building multimillion-dollar businesses and marketing opportunities with A-list celebrities like Jennifer Lopez, Alex Rodriguez, and Kendra Wilkinson. Now she uses this marketing prowess to turn social entrepreneurs into six- and seven-figure CEOs. So welcome, Shannon, to the Freedom Found podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We are so excited to have you, and you have such an interesting background that you've brought into your business and the social bungalow, and I'd love to just kick things off and hear a little bit about that journey and how you
1: became this wonderful business owner that you are today. Yeah, well, it's funny listening to that intro. Which, like, rest in peace to A. Rod and J. Lo. <laughs> like, this is the first time I've thought about so them true. The capacity. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So I started in. I wasn't necessarily destined for marketing. I was ten plus years ago now with the business, but I was in corporate for ten years. So at the inception point, I had a family friend who had started an agency, and they needed a social media person. And this is back in the day of Facebook and Twitter was huge. And we were just on the outskirts of MySpace even. And he said, hey, you get social, right? You're young and scrappy. Why don't you come in and basically make a career of this? If you're interested, it's better than what you're doing. So I went and started that. And through the process of understanding social and seeing the interactions and persuasion over manipulation and helping people through messaging and just smart getting yourself in front of them marketing, I felt like head over heels in love with it. So I started sponging up everything I could at that company, dabbled in different departments, looked at SEO and copy experiential events. They did a ton being an agency. And through that, went back to school, pursued additional sub-certifications with specificity and like Google advertising. So I have the AdWords here and the copywriting there and all that fun stuff. And then it was just full steam ahead kind of being head down traditional path follower in the corporate world. I want the corner office. I want the title. I want the salary. And you hit a ceiling in most companies two to four years in where you might really wow them in the first couple of years and get your big substantial raise or title promotion. And, or you get a title promotion without the money, but you're just doing double the work, the usual. So I would company hop every two to four years so that I could make big jumps and not just continue to grow laterally. And then I was at the quote unquote last company that I was at, which is where I had access to A-Rod, J-Lo and Kendra and all that really cool stuff. They were sending me around the country to, um, I was now national director of sales and marketing. And so I was helping a franchise in different areas in America, open up studios and sell and train staffs and do marketing, blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of like this veil dropped for me where I'd finally reached everything I'd wanted as far as the title and the acclaim and the travel and the celebrities and all the things. And I could finally look beyond my blinders and realize, okay, you did it, now what? And I don't think I would have been able to unless I had that awesome opportunity to really feel like this was this little girl dream where you'd like, maybe I'll be a publicist and just the things that look so splashy and amazing back in the day. And I did it. And then at that point it was, a quiet whispering that started to say, you have very remote skills. You can take marketing anywhere. Why don't you start freelance dabbling? And then that's what really started to snowball me into eventually the social bungalow.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. So did you want to be more remote and have flexibility that was like outside of the office? I did. I mean, I
1: definitely, I'm like super regimented in my routine. And so I have a bizarre amount of beverages every day, all very customized beverages. And like at the bare minimum, sometimes it's the tiniest thing that you're like, you know what, it'd be really nice to not have to pack up my lemon squeezers and my tinctures and my mint leaves every day in this like massive lunchbox to come to the office (laughs) So, that was like the tiniest little thing that I could almost tangibly hold on to and say, you know, what would be nice is just to be able to stay. Free. I don't actually need to be in this office. I'm not meeting with anybody. I'm sitting back in my desk over here in the dark corner now that I'm done traveling and I'm back at HQ. And there's really no point in me being here. And that started to create this kind of stirring in me too that amplified going more remote. But I do like, you know, team and having time with people. So I wasn't necessarily one of those people that like yourself, where I was ready to be a digital nomad and just travel the world. I just really felt we were being inefficient <laughs> with all of our times and my beverages were struggling in the process. So that also <laughs> stirred it up.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. And I think that that's the beauty of it all. It's freedom is whatever it means to you. Right. And mm-hmm. you can create something that you enjoy, whether that's bringing your beverages wherever or having flexibility. I think everybody wants flexibility. And I experienced something very similar when I was in my corporate jobs, moving around, working at different international schools. And it kind of dawned on me, too, that, well, wait a second, I don't actually need to be here. And that's kind of a wild, like, door opening moment. And it's so fascinating to just watch your brand, watch your business grow and everything that you've done with it. And now since you've launched the Social Bungalow, you've created some pretty amazing offers that have grown rapidly, both front-facing and in the background of your business. And I know we're here today to chat about all things creating passive income. So could you share a little bit more about that growth with Social Bungalow and your offers and how you really transitioned from front-facing offers and live launches, which you're so wonderful at, into these passive funnels?
1: Yeah. So they're sisters, cousins, twins. Like You need live launching in order to go evergreen to create passive income. And so a lot of times people hear passive or they hear funnel and they think, oh yes, finally, I don't have to live launch. But my approach is live launch the offer so that you can get The excitement, you can have a strategic ramp up that really turns up the heat on the pressure cooker so that when you release the valve for one week and one week only, best price, all of those great tactics, it steams through. You have a ton of new students. You've got product awareness, a lot of testimonials, and a cash infusion. And do that once, twice, three times a lady. And then at that point, you really know that this offer is proven. Your people know it exists. It has tenure in your social sphere. And you're able to kind of pack up your live launch and unpack it evergreen. A lot of times people just create a product and then they try to create a funnel to it. And that is not impossible to sell. Of course, we have a smart funnel and you're pointing traffic towards the funnel, but it makes the lifetime value revenue-wise of the offer in and of itself much lower in comparison to getting that splashy campaigning content out about it and then taking it passive. And you'll really just kind of double down on your success and on your hard work by doing it that way. So I have now, I'm about to have my sixth child, AKA course. And then after that, I'm done having children. I have no actual children. I, have I don't programs. believe that. I can't. <laughs> no more courses. But no, I mean, obviously I love programs. I love teaching. I love helping people. But the journey by which I wanted to educate somebody from the very lowest beginning course, which is about caption writing, all the way up to this new one, which is about creating those passive income funnels and everything in between It's truly a roadmap to online business and marketing. And at this point, this is kind of like the jar on top of the lid of like, here you go. This is your perfect little, your blueprint. But anywho, every single one of those, I have live launched one to three times before I then turned it into an evergreen funnel. And then the new offer, live launch, evergreen, live launch, evergreen. Now we're at this point where there's five out. The sixth one is going to launch soon. And of those five, I have two main funnels that sell half and half. So two are sold in one, three are sold in another. And then they also speak to each other. So they cross sell dependent on the person's time within the funnel. You hit a certain trigger point. I know that you're ready to go over to the other funnel, which sells a more advanced program. So I send you an invitation to a free resource or a masterclass or just an email about it. And that then triggers you into the other side of the funnel. So simply to answer your question, I think that passive income and evergreen funnels for self-study style offers doesn't exist without first live launching the offer for ultimate success.
0: Yeah, that's so, so good. And I think often overlooked because like you said, you can create a funnel, you can go and sell a product, but you're missing out on this whole opportunity to build authority and credibility. And of course, then I don't know if you incorporate any affiliates, but word of mouth and just the stretch you get within your own community, right? So thinking about that, do you have a recommendation? And you mentioned having done one to three live launches for different offers. Was there a reason you might have launched something one time versus three times before you put something passive and created a funnel with it?
1: Yeah. Only if it was something that was super low ticket. So it was an easy no-brainer and I didn't need it to have a ton of tenure in my ozone or if it was being created for an upsell or a downsell as kind of a expansion pack off of the main offer. But if I'm making a new master program, even if it's $150 or it's $1,500, it needs to have multiple times in the sun opportunities to have that wherewithal in the space.
0: Yeah, that's so, so good. But before we get started and jumping into all things funnels and passive income, I really just want to break this down for you in case you are a listener who is not quite sure what a funnel is. You might have heard this word thrown around a lot, which it is. And I just want to make sure that we cover the basics here. So in terms of a funnel, this is really a step-by-step process that takes a lead through to the point of conversion so chances are even if you don't know it you have a basic funnel in place at this moment and you might even have more advanced ones already but really just to get down to the nitty-gritty a funnel allows you to bring your ideal client or customer into your realm and this is usually through organic or paid traffic so that could be ads it could be even your social media your instagram platform And often this will have a call to action to get some sort of a lead magnet. And then from there, it continues to filter them into paid offers that are adjacent or next step in your Ascension model product suite. That's sort of the basic overview here. A funnel is really just a controlled path with boundaries that allows you to bring new leads in and nurture them to a product or a service of yours. And then after they've converted into that, onto future things. So let's dive into the rest of the good stuff. In terms of ad spend, I know is something that I get asked about a lot from clients, both on the copywriting and the coaching side of the business. And it's one of those pieces that I think oftentimes deters people from starting the process. So in terms of creating passive funnels, what do you recommend to your clients, to your students when it comes to creating something that might need some ad spend and they don't necessarily know where to start
1: with that? First from a mindset reframe, if you look at your time and let's just take liquid money in the bank out of the equation and look at overhead in the business, your time is the number one thing that you are paying out all the time, but you can give it freely because you don't actually have to give cash for it. And so you will write content. You'll post it on Instagram. You'll nurture, you'll respond to others. You'll go down in the DMs. You'll send 67 voice memos while hiding in the closet because you need quiet and peace (laughs) on and on. And all of this is then all of a sudden a a kibosh of every single workday. As you're trying to step into CEO mode or facilitate great transformation for clients, you're also busy interacting on social, interacting on social. That level of prospecting of organic nurture and content creation is let's call it 10 times more time consuming than what your paid ad can do for you in that same, I'm going to go find the lead and pull them into my ozone process. And so if you cut your time down massively, you realize how many hours If you gave yourself an hourly rate you were investing into the process. And instead you could take that money and pay it. Let's say it's $500. $500 Five hundred dollars of your time and all of these hours, or five hundred dollars into ad spend, so we can compare apples to apples. But let's also look apples to oranges and think if we replace your time that you were spending prospecting, because now the 500s is over in the ad spend, and you're able to dedicate those ten hours to needle moving, business development, etc. How much further does the snowball roll down the mountain as it continues to pack snow on it? Because you're able to focus your highest ROI time, you, the CEO on bigger things than just constantly prospecting. So always a reframe, realize that even though you can roll your sleeves up and hustle and bootstrap it and build every relationship through blood, sweat and tears that you don't always have to. Second, as far as getting started with the budget, it's super relative to what each person has or doesn't have. But bearing in mind that if you have, especially back to the live launch conversation, if you've live launched and you know that certain pieces perform such as your lead magnet or your masterclass, you know that if you point the same audience set towards that masterclass, it's going to perform for them too. So, you know, $1 can become two and 10 can become 20 and you can continue to increase how much you're spending because your pieces are performing. So tell me how you want me to take that answer as far as like trying to give them some tangibles, but it really depends on if you have 200 bucks or 2000 bucks and then how to divvy that up.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good. It is all about mindset and reframe in the beginning as well. And we talk a lot about time freedom here. Like, what are you spending your time on that is your most valuable resource? And how can you redistribute your resources in a way that works for you? Like, it comes back to your big vision. What do you ultimately want? And if you can redistribute that. and. A lot of times I think entrepreneurs aren't calculating the amount of time they're spending in the DMs and nurturing their community and all of those pieces, which are important, yes, but can also be either readjusted or worked in addition to by creating something in terms of a passive funnel. And I think ad spend is just something that immediately can get our hairs up a little bit and it can go, oh, well, wait a second. Is this actually something I know how to do? I want to do. Am I going to lose all this money? It almost feels like gambling. I think in a sense, that's something I've heard clients say. It almost feels like gambling, but in terms of creating audiences like you've touched on here, it can allow you then to be able to almost create an insurance policy for yourself where you're not throwing money away. And what you're saying is you're recalibrating and you're able to connect with an audience that's already like-minded to who those offers, lead magnet, et cetera, has worked for in the
1: past with live launches. Yeah. And let me just say on the gambling front that if you really have no idea who you're pointing this ad towards in the money, or you're building them from scratch based off of a client avatar worksheet you did for free, mm-hmm. where you're like, she likes, you know, she has this phone and she likes this kind of music. Don't waste your money. Cause that is gambling instead more. So you want to build retargeting or lookalike audiences. Let me start there. Look like audiences, meaning your current people, you build a profile just exactly the same as them. So Susie and Sally are completely the same in all of their interests and what have you, but you only know Susie. Facebook is going to go find Sally off of that profile, or you can give Facebook a list of your competitors' audiences and say, create me a lookalike audience off of these people because we serve the same people archetype with similar offers. I don't want to nail their exact audience with my messaging now because I respect that expert and these are their people, but I want similar people. So build me a lookalike audience that's similar to their audience, et cetera. You also can, Facebook basically has your back constantly because it owns Instagram, if that's your main social media platform. If somebody has visited your profile, even just one time, it is storing that data for you. So you can simply go into Facebook and run a report for anybody that's visited your profile in the past 30, 60, 365 days and serve them an ad. And that can be super light. It could be just, here's a free resource. or come and connect with me on Instagram or DM me if you have any questions so that it starts to open up and segment them based off their actions. So they do come and follow, they do click, they do DM. And now you have a tighter pool of people that you can up the budget towards. You can also look at people who view your videos from five seconds up to 60 seconds up to completing the video. And you can serve them three different types of ads. The first one can be, you were interested in the title and you found my profile, so you're familiar with me. I'm gonna serve you an additional video that's gonna explain the rest of the video because you didn't watch it. The next one can say, hey, you basically made it 60 seconds in. So you know the first three points, but you don't know the latter three points. So I'm going to give you that. And then the third subset can say, you watch the entire video. You're ready for the next step. Here you go. So you can, especially with an ads manager, I don't necessarily recommend just trying to hack this yourself, but hiring somebody to support you or investing in a program that's going to step-by-step teach you. You have so much data at your fingertips and interested people that would be ready to buy. They just haven't been remarketed to in a way that's going to get them into your funnel. So good. Let's touch on that
0: a little bit more on the lead magnet and getting people into your funnel. You already gave us some great examples about the videos and then being able to sort of retarget and continue to nurture people. In your experience, either with yourself or with clients, what lead magnets do you feel like have worked well for either programs that are being taken evergreen or courses or other digital products and maybe what haven't worked so well?
1: All relative. It's all relative to who your audience is and what it is that you're selling. So if you have busy moms in your audience and they don't want to watch a video or they do want to watch a video and they don't want a long form PDF, really depends on their life and what's gonna be conducive for them. And maybe that's more in audio. They want to basically have this like private podcast episode that's 20 minutes long, they can pop an AirPod in and they can clean the house. Whereas if you tried to give them a long form PDF with the same information, they would never have the time to sit on the computer and thumb through every single solitary page and actually absorb it. So we wanna take in your audience's information and all of that market research. We also want the topic to be super specific and as deep and nitty gritty as possible, because that's going to cut through the noise. Also, something that is quick win oriented and not in epic. So, if you have how to do this very specific thing right now in the twenty minutes you have free, busy mom before the kid wakes up for the nap, da da da, and your subtitle, so that they see themselves so clearly in it, and it's a um, problem solution that they have on their mind. Boom! Oh my gosh, where has this been? This is perfect. It's like your mind reader. Whereas if it was a list of the 50 top softwares I use for A, B, and C. Big epics of that sort are overwhelming, and it's very hard to sift through. A confused mind takes no action, and that's kind of the antithesis to marketing. So giving them too much, very hard. Think about it like if somebody said, hey, do you want hot dogs or hamburgers for lunch? And you'd be able to very quickly say hamburgers. Whereas if somebody said, what do you want for lunch? And then you feel like you need to know every restaurant in the surrounding area, think through every single continent to see if you feel like any sort of specific style or flavor. And then you're like, well, I don't know. I need to go know everything in the world there is to have for lunch to make this decision. Instead, you get them two very clear cut choices. So specificity. And then I also love getting away from the PDF and getting more into video, experiential audio. It's going to speed up the time that they feel like they know you and they trust you. And it's also going to help you with invaluable data because of what we're talking about with their watch times and all of that stuff with paid ads. But also what you can do is host your video or your audio in a course hosting software. This is your Kajabis, your Kartras, Teachables, Thinkifics, et cetera. And your opt-in page where somebody gives you their name and email can be actually a checkout page with a $0 cart that operates the same as a normal opt-in landing page They're then creating an account within your course hosting software to access the freebie. Again, $0. They get into the free resource, and it's, let's say, a video or an audio. So now you're able to track how much people are making it through your free resource. Whereas before, if you just emailed them a PDF, you have no idea if they're consuming and implementing or where they're potentially getting stuck. But if they opt in for your video, you can see everybody, not everybody, but 80% drops off at 50% of the way through. So where am I losing them? Why am I losing them? Should I refilm this? maybe I just got a little rambly at that point and that's where everybody tunes out. So I know that I need to button this up a bit. And that helps you with data for, you can have like side triggers that say, Hey, I know you didn't have a chance to finish up the video and it's actually going to expire in five days. So get back in there now and continue consuming that because you know the value of them making it to the end. If there's an added tip or even a pitch there as well.
0: Such good tips there. I love how tangible that is. So far, we've talked about ads, we've now just covered some lead magnet options. And I love that you've touched on listening to the audience, because that is going to be such an important variable to pay attention to. Let's talk about the next phase, because you know, I'm like all into emails and just continuing to nurture people in a really strategic and supportive way. What tips do you have in terms of this next phase and entering into this evergreen email sequence? You mentioned the end of the video could be a pitch or it could be an additional tip or just to have a next step action for them. What would you recommend then people leading into after that?
1: Evergreen funnels in general are heavily email based, as you know, and so you're going to receive an email to be able to get access to the free resource, even if it's in a course hosting software that auto loads, thanks for your email, here's your video, you're still going to email them access in case they can't watch right that moment. So we're already in the email ozone with these people and they're used to that from here. So we want to continue to nurture and then go into conversion depending on what your call to action is. Something that I think people are commonly confused by is that they believe taking a program evergreen or creating passive income through an evergreen funnel is exclusively reserved for courses, digital products, or super low ticket pieces, but it's just a change of call to action if you want it for your mid or your high ticket. If you want it for your membership, your done-for-you service, your high-ticket long-term coaching, instead of here's the offer, it's expiring, buy now. It's here's the offer, here's the application to apply. I'm only accepting new students through this date or I have so many units available. So you go from buy to apply. And the entire process of somebody really getting to know you, themselves, the problem, your offer as the solution, and that this is the vehicle they need to get into in order to get to where they want to be is done heavily through the messaging within your emails. So every funnel can be different, especially dependent on if it is for that low ticket passive course, where you're gonna ask them to pull out their credit card and buy in 10 emails from now, or if it's in five emails and you're gonna ask them to apply for your VIP days. Either way, we wanna think through the lens of what does somebody need to know is possible They need to start doing and having in their back pocket from a skills perspective with a quick win. So this feels tangible and they want to keep the momentum going. And then what do they need to have assets wise? And this could be as simple as confidence, a mindset shift, and it could be as tangible as finances or support or audience if you're business teaching business. So we think through this, okay, now I've liberated them from the box, now I'm giving them some quick wins, and now they actually tangibly have a foundation to be able to take action, buy or apply. Let's go through this sort of framework in designing our emails so that we're able to support them, operate from empathy when the call to action comes.
0: I love the way you've broken that down and that you've also touched on this really important piece that we often hear in this space in our online sort of bubble that passive income means that you're A, not doing anything, you've created a course, of product one time, and then you walk away from it, which is wonderful to do um, when you do get that set up, but Touching on this idea of taking live programs, or even if you're a service based business owner, taking something like that evergreen and creating this recurring profit. Can you share a little bit more about how that funnel might look different to one that might be, say, for an ebook or a mini course or a masterclass that somebody's just buying and they're paying in full at this moment?
1: hmm Based on the price of the offer, it can be longer or shorter, but also based on the sophistication of the lead going through the funnel. So it's kind of comparing the two and putting them over top of each other to establish how long you think your funnel should be. So let's take price. If something is $27, most anybody has that readily available to buy right now. If it's $2,700, a lot of people are going to need to go find the income, chat with their spouse, really look at moving different accounts around. So the tenure or the time in the funnel is going to either increase because you really want to turn up the heat to help them know that this is such a no-brainer and really prioritize putting that money together versus being stuck and having a lot of objections or concerns. Or the time in the funnel is shorter, but the time that they have to be able to apply is longer. If you have a discount on a course, let's say, let's increase it from the $27 to say it's $270. So some might have it, some it might be a bit stretchy, but you're going to offer them a 25% off discount. That discount's only going to stay live for three, four days because typically somebody can go and put that together or they could do the payment plan if you had that as an option. And we want to make sure that the urgency is represented because you're not getting on a sales call with them. This is all being done through your funnel, through your emails. Whereas if it's that $2,700 example, you might say you can still apply for seven or 10 days or the bonus that I'm providing or the, you know, like add on one-on-one call or the little bit of a discount that I'm providing stays live through these 10 days because I know that you need to really go and move some stuff and have some conversations. So, so everything you ask me, I'm like, it depends. <laughs> it really depends on price, on people, on you know those coming through the funnel, et cetera. And it's really just thinking about your unique audience and what they do or don't need to see in order to make a purchase while following a strong framework for a standard funnel, and then kind of customizing, adding, taking away from there. Um, another thing I wanted to say, price, oh, sophistication, is that if you have new people who are coming into this funnel, let's say that you're out prospecting for cold traffic with that paid ad, they made a lookalike audience off of your competitor's Facebook group, and that you're finding all these people on Facebook and you're inviting them to grab your free lesson. They're coming in, they're gonna probably need a longer time in your funnel to not only be exposed to you and really have that know, like, and trust built, but simultaneously understand their problem and that your program is the solution. Whereas if you had, let's say you have an entry level course and you're asking them to come up to your mid-level group program and you have a little um, bridge transitional funnel between the two, the people who just purchased from you, implemented and saw results are banging down the door ready to go to your group program. We just have to present it in a way that really reveals to them why now is the time. Maybe that takes three emails. Whereas the former example with somebody who's new and green to you, let's say for this group program, they might need 10, 15 emails and additional resources, or maybe even a dripped out free challenge throughout the process because they don't yet have that, like, I'm in frenzy mode if you don't give me one of those spots feelings with the tenure they have with you.
0: Yeah. That's something I talk to clients about a lot, which the question I always get is, well, how many emails does it take And it's like, there is no magic number. Let's talk about where they are now and where they need to be to convert and to become um, somebody who wants to then embark on this journey of transformation X, Y, and Z. So um, your answers have been so, so good and insightful in terms of creating different types of funnels and recurring profit. And I'm thinking about our listener who is either in the earlier or more advanced stages in their business, um, probably doesn't have any funnels set up at this moment. So if this ceo is out there thinking ah this has been on my mind i know that i need to start creating some recurring profit so that i can free up some of my time and really just generate a baseline level of income that i don't need to worry about every month what would you suggest be their first next step in doing so
1: First, we wanna make sure that the offer is proven and that that's going to sell regardless. I talk about it as your bookends. The back bookend is the offer itself and the front bookend is that lead magnet. If somebody doesn't opt into the lead magnet, they're not in the funnel. That is the detonation point for everything to trigger off of. And then if the offer isn't robust, well put together, well reviewed, um, gets people transformation results, et cetera, then it makes the purchase point a moot point. So if we have our bookends good to go, then we can fill in and kind of reverse engineer everything in the funnel from there. So that's where we know we're going to be growing towards, but it starts with a great offer. If you haven't live launched the offer yet, it would. And even if it's not a course where you see the standard live launch model of a ramp up period and open close cart with a discount, Because it's your high ticket service. Live launching, change it to the word campaigning. You just want to make a campaign marketing plan where you, as the face of the brand, are putting yourself out there on Instagram stories and email and guest speaking on podcasts, Facebook groups, whatever that looks like for you. And you're talking about something really tangible that's like the step prior to investing in your offer. So let me talk about, um, for example, I've got a program called Live Launch Academy. And the main thing I spoke about on that little PR tour prior was how to outline your curriculum. Because when you have a curriculum that's now ready to be filmed and create resources for, et cetera, you feel so much more ready to purchase the plan that's going to help you live launch it. And now you can't not have it. So talking about those pieces publicly, campaigning and selling, selling out your spots, or just getting a nice slew of clients in. Once you have that in the space and being super tangible, I'm sorry, super intentional with getting tangible results for them that they are then openly talking about and giving you testimonials for, so that you can use the face to cam style evangelist videos of I hired Crystal and it was amazing. And here's what I got out of it. Or the quotes or the screenshots and always getting their permission so that that can turn into. Almost every time that your lead in your funnel turns to think, oh, I don't know, will this work for me? Boom, you've got another testimonial. Boom, you've got another testimonial that the red flag doesn't have a chance to wave in their brain. Their brain is always going to try to keep them safe, even if your program's amazing. And so making sure that you meet every concern with who else this has worked for and why it will work for you. Um, so offer goes out, you campaign it, you get great results. You start building your funnel through the lens of a juicy lead magnet that's reverse engineered all the way up to your offer. And then the once the funnel exists, the game from here is pointing everything towards the detonation point towards the lead magnet, which might sound intimidating at the moment when you're hearing this. But think about the piece you'll have when your entire organic content plan gets to be call to action, link in bio, call to action, swipe up so that you can go and grab my lead magnet. You can't do that every single post because that's going to get old and you're going to be the girl who cried or the person who cried opt in for my freebie, but you can start content looping. So now you can say, Hey, this post was great, uh, but I actually expound into two additional points in my story today. Go watch that. And then the story has a call to action. Or maybe you take it a step further and the story says, hey, swipe up here to read this blog post where I take this a step further now. And then on the blog post, there's a content upgrade, which means something is hyperlinked that they can click and opt in for your free resource. So before you know it, you've created a really sticky educational process from post to story to blog and blog is the one telling them to opt in for free resource. You get to live in this land of intentionality when you know that, all of your marketing call to actions should lead towards that funnel and that that opt-in point is going to take care of the heavy lifting for you from there with the passive income.
0: What I love about this so much is it is just a simplified version. Instead of feeling like you need to be out there doing everything, doing marketing here, there, and you know, in the DMs 24-7. It's actually about simplifying and saying, if this is a detonation point, I'm going to be sending everybody here. And like you touched on earlier, then being able to get really strategic and have people connecting from one funnel to another funnel and, you know, moving along your value ladder, your product suite later on. So... Would that be what you would recommend as sort of phase two or phase three down the line? Once you've started with your first funnel, then starting to integrate moving leads that have already converted on offer, say one or even offer two into your mid or higher ticket offers through continued funnels?
1: Yeah, I do. I always recommend having an Ascension style offer suite, what I call entry to anchor. So your um, first, most viable, lowest ticket offer all the way up to your highest ticket. And in the process, every other offer is the next step in the consumer's journey versus it being a um, same purpose, different container, because then your offers are competing against one another. But if every offer very specifically covers something very specific, somebody can effortlessly buy everything from you, which makes your business and your time so much more strategic because you're able to dip back into your same lead pool by supporting that same person on their journey. And your lifetime value revenue increases versus needing to be in constant prospect land. So when you know that this is how your offer suite is designed, and you have an evergreen funnel for, let's say your your first and your second low ticket offers, and maybe they have a smart upsell downsell funnel. So you sell one, but then the other one's upsold to or downsold to, and you make sure everybody kind of has everybody has those two from here. The next funnel from here can be public facing, but it also can be private just for graduates of those programs. You release them a bonus lesson and say, hey, now that you've finished your first two steps, the third step, which I couldn't have told you about before, because it'd be too advanced, but you're so ready for it now. I have a free masterclass just for you guys, opt in here, and you're able to consume. And then that kicks off the next bridge. And maybe that bridge is like we said, a shorty, because it's got the um, super bought in people who just got a result and are ready for the next. You watch masterclass, you pitch at the end of the masterclass, give them a call to apply for the offer or buy, depending on what it is. And if they don't in that moment, it does a three, four, five email follow-up sequence, reminding them to apply, reminding them who this has worked for. And then there you go. You've sold your mid. And then once the mid is purchased, you can do the same thing for the hike and the anchor, or you can take it more public, depending on how many units you have and where you want that money to funnel. Um, But yes, you can, of course, publicly promote these things and have separate funnels and then have the funnels speak to each other. But I think a simpler way to start and to think about it is creating upsell bridge funnels from the people who have opted into your first programs. I love that. I love the
0: term a shorty as well. I'm going to start <laughs> using that. We all need to make shorties um, because yep. it just, it simplifies again. I'm all about simplifying, making things really streamlined and easy. And I love how you've outlined this for us. Um, you've dropped so many knowledge nuggets. It's been so, so good. And I know people have been writing down in their notebooks and are ready to go and take and implement and start to create some recurring profit for themselves. And I'd love to ask you our closing question, which we love over here. We're all about freedom and creating more flexibility like we chatted about earlier. And we all have this dream of living out whatever our own version of freedom is, whatever that means to each of us, which is likely different from one to the next. And so many of us have started our businesses to bring that into our day-to-day reality. So what advice do you have for the entrepreneur listening right now that is on a mission to incorporate more freedom into their own life?
1: Great question. I think because my head is here right now with this Ascension conversation, that if your marketing isn't working, quote unquote, you don't feel like it's performing or you're doing a lot and you're not seeing the return that you're expecting, you're probably doing too much. And I hope that gives you some peace and knowing from a freedom perspective, you don't need every tactic, you don't need every content outlet, every platform, and you don't need to up the amount of content or the amount of emails without it being very specifically for a lead that needs that level of nurture know that when you do think about your offer suite in an ascension and then your marketing and your funnels in an ascension so it's all built for this main nebulous of people who are going to get everything from you and then expand to the next crust, and expand to the next crust, that you're able to point to the core point to the detonation point and if you do choose that you're going to do an Instagram, a Facebook group, and some clubhouse, that all of those three things, your main goal when creating the content topics, writing it out, presenting, can be getting people to a point, be that one step or two steps in the looping process that detonates or presents the freebie that then detonates the funnel. And so expounding on it, if you're sitting here feeling like your marketing isn't performing, you are probably doing too much. And congratulations, you get to scale back and be more strategic
0: yeah i love that so so good all about simplifying and bringing that strategy to a place that works for you um thank you for everything that you have shared and you offer so much goodness and so much just free wonderful content to your community so for the listeners here right now who haven't connected with you yet what are the avenues they can take to work with learn from you and just go and hang out with you in the social bungalow
1: community yeah. Well, I would love if you guys all came and hang. It's the social bungalow on everything, but our main, main platform is Instagram. So feel free to send me a DM. I'm over there all the time. Um, like I've said, I have programs, courses, et cetera. The newest one, which is very specific to what we're talking about today, which releases September 8th, 2021. So I think by the time you guys are hearing it, it's out in the world is called massive passive income Academy, aptly named for our topic today. And it, takes, love you it. Through, <laughs> it takes you through the specificity of everything that we're talking about today, because it might be clicking in theory, but really not in practice and like, okay, yeah, build a funnel, but how triggers timing emails, what it is three parts it's do it yourself. So let me explain to you how to design a funnel Um, and really thinking through the lens of your ideal client, doing that market research, demo, psycho graphics, et cetera, so that it's really built for your people. And you're not just fitting into a box. Second phase is now building, that's our biggest phase. So it is um, step-by-step-by-step tech tutorial videos of every single click to make in Facebook Ads Manager, every click in email marketing software, every click in your landing page and how to get it to all speak to each other and sync. It is a robust tech training, but we make it fun and digestible. And then the final phase is done for you, which is if this is all feeling a little cuckoo bananas and you wanna start building it custom yourself down the road, totally fine i've also built everything as well so there's six different pre-built funnels not just in their strategy but in the um, ad types the graphics and canva templates the copy for the ads the design page that you can file make a copy of the landing page and the copy itself for the opt-in page the emails the nurture and the conversion emails um the email funnel itself built in email marketing software so you can basically file make a copy Plug and play all of the content, pop in your offer, pop in your lead magnet and be live in a week from purchasing the course with your funnel.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And I know that there are a lot of listeners with this earmarks as a future goal. So, um, thank you so much for sharing about that and congratulations on this latest baby that you are birthing into the world. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Um, and I so appreciate your time pouring into this community. So listeners, if you have not connected with Shannon at the social bungalow, definitely go and do so. All of this will be linked in the show notes and thank you so much for coming on and sharing your time with us.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening.